We're going to hear a scripture reading this morning in which someone is baptized, and it takes place during a time in the church when people were getting baptized right and left because the church was growing, people were excited to hear the good news, the Apostle Paul was out planting churches, spreading the word, and it was an exciting time to be part of the church. So let's hear from Acts. The scripture this morning comes from Acts chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace. The following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we, were, where we supposed there was a place of prayer, and we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Tyratira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks. Thanks be to God. It occurred to me that for those of you who have not been baptized, whether you're a little kid or whether you're an adult, we'd be glad to help you with that if you're feeling so moved. So that, that invitation is always open. Will you, enjoy me, will you join me in an attitude of prayer? Holy God, we ask that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you who are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Later on in the service, we're going to sing something called a doxology, which means a song of praise. And we're going to sing a slightly different doxology this morning than we've sung, at least for the past few weeks here at Clarkston United Methodist Church. It's one of my favorite versions of the doxology of this song of praise because you get to sing a lot of alleluias, and who doesn't love to sing an alleluia in church? I certainly enjoy it. And the hymn has this formula of praise for the Trinity. And so it starts off with praising God, and it says, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And then we praise Christ, whose power uplifts us. And then we get to the Holy Spirit, and it's almost like the author of the hymn doesn't quite know what to say about the Holy Spirit that's going to fit in just a couple of words because we sing, Praise the Spirit. Holy Spirit. And it could feel like almost a little bit of a letdown after all those great words that we've just sung about God the Father and Christ the Son. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, 
I did not hear too many sermons about the Holy Spirit. And that might reflect the type of church that I grew up in, but I imagine that's an experience that many people have growing up in a mainline congregation. We don't talk too much about the Holy Spirit. I think because it makes us a little bit uncomfortable. We talk a lot about God. God is the creator. God is the liberator. God um, is full of grace and love and calls us to do better. And and God is all-powerful. And we talk a lot about God, as we should. And then we talk a lot about Jesus, also as we should. We talk about him as the son of God. He's our teacher. He's our master. He's our friend. He gave his life so that we could live. We talk a lot about Jesus, and that's good. But then we get to the Holy Spirit, and at least for me, that was, that was the aspect of God that I thought probably the least about growing up. God's Holy Spirit is that which encourages us, that which comforts us, In the darkest moments of our lives, it's the Holy Spirit that's that small voice whispering, you can make it. You can make it through this. The Holy Spirit is also that aspect of God that calls us out, convicts us where we've fallen short, challenges us to rise to the next next level of faith, of work, of being. The Holy Spirit is that which calls us to new depths in our walk with Christ. Calling us to go where we never would have gone on our own if it hadn't been for God. I think one of the reasons the Holy Spirit scares us is because it's sort of that intangible, intangible aspect of God. It's the Holy Spirit that warms our hearts. John Wesley described your heart feeling strangely warmed. That's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that early in the book of Acts inspired people to share everything they had and to give away money to those in need. That's a challenging thing, but that was the Holy Spirit at work. It's the Holy Spirit that called Moses through the burning bush and said, okay, you're going to leave your home and you're going to lead people to freedom. It's the Holy Spirit that gets our foot tapping and our, and our shoulders moving if we hear a good piece of music. It's the Holy Spirit that we feel when we're moved in worship, in prayer time, in music, in fellowship. It's the Holy Spirit that calls us out of our comfort zones and asks us to do things that we might not otherwise choose to do if not for God. I want to tell you about an experience that I've had with the Holy Spirit. When I was a junior in college, I spent six months studying abroad in India. And I was in a college town. The town was named Pune. It's a, close to Mumbai, kind of in the central, central part of India. And it was some of the most rewarding months of my life. It was also some of the most difficult months of my life because I was separated from my family. I was separated from my friends. I didn't have the internet, uh, which at that time was a big deal. It still would be a big deal to me. I didn't have a smartphone. I had limited minutes on my little candy stick phone that I did have, so calling home was not a frequent option. Um, I was in some classes with a few other American students who were studying abroad in India, but I was also living with a host family, which brought uh, great joys and great challenges as we got to know each other and figure out 
what our different expectations were across cultures. And because I was in this different environment, because I was disconnected from everything back home, because I didn't have the internet and a laptop and a cell phone and all these things that would normally occupy my time, I started doing something that I hadn't been doing too much of at home as a college student, and that is prayer. I started praying. And I also started reading my Bible, which I meant to bring the Bible in for you to show you this morning, but uh, it's in my office sitting there. And my brother gave me a Bible right before I left for India. It was a metal-covered red Bible. And on the front of the Bible, it has a picture of a flame, and it says, Ignite. And so I took this Bible with me kind of on a whim, thinking, all right, it's good to take a Bible with you when you're a Christian and you're going out of the country for six months. That seems like a good idea. But I opened it up and I started reading it. And I started in Genesis and I just pushed right on through the whole Old Old Testament. And even all those names and numbers and lists didn't slow me down. So that must have been a Holy Spirit thing, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And so there was this morning in India where I woke up and it was as if I had received a vision overnight because I knew with deep, deep certainty that God was calling me to become a pastor in the United Methodist Church. I have never been so certain about something in my entire life. That is how profound this this feeling was. This was also the Holy Spirit at work. That's the Holy Spirit at work. And I have to imagine Paul's experience was at least a little similar to mine, or maybe mine was similar to Paul's. He receives a vision in the middle of the night, and for him, his vision is of a man from Macedonia speaking to him and saying, you got to come to Macedonia. you got to help us. This is what you need to do. And the next morning, Paul was so certain of his vision in that same way that I was certain of my calling from God that he and his crew, they immediately got their ship ready to head to Macedonia to preach the good news and to share with these people the grace of Jesus Christ. And that is how the Holy Spirit can work. It can turn something that seems like a dream into a reality. It's the Holy Spirit that turns possibilities into certainties. And things that you would never seek to take on, the Holy Spirit turns those same things into things that you must do. You feel compelled to try and do. And so Paul heads over to Macedonia by ship because God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has called him. And he meets Lydia, and she's so excited to hear what he has to say that she wants to be baptized, and along with her, she wants her whole family to be baptized, which is a pretty awesome thing to think about. Quick word on geography before I go any further in this story. Paul is originally from a town called Tarsus, which is over on the eastern coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And he and his buddies, they've been traveling around, sharing the story of Jesus, sharing the hope of resurrection, and they've kind of traveled around that eastern coast of the Mediterranean Sea. And before Paul gets this vision to go to Macedonia, his original plan is to go to a place called Myasia, which is kind of modern-day Turkey. So if this is Tarsus over here and the eastern coast, Myasia might be here. But the Holy Spirit, as it turns out, right before the scripture passage that Dorothy read for us this morning, tells Paul, 
no, you're not going to go to my Asia. You're not going to go here. And instead, Paul gets this vision to go to Macedonia, which, by the way, is like over here. So if I were Paul, I might be thinking, all right, God, I thought I was stretching myself, going out of my comfort zone, going further than I thought I was going to by leaving the eastern coast, going right here to, to my Asia, and instead, nope, you're going to go even further. Paul's going to go even further. I think that happens to us sometimes. We think we're really pushing ourselves. We think we're really stretching, and then God says, okay, you can go a little further here. You can try something even more challenging, even more different, even more outside your comfort zone. The Holy Spirit has a way of doing that, calling us further than we ever thought that we could go, challenging us in ways that we never thought we could undertake, making journeys that we would not have been able to make by ourselves. Now, if Paul hadn't been pushed by the power of the Holy Spirit to go over here to Macedonia, he wouldn't have started churches over there. We, we know that he started churches in Philippi and Thessalonica, and those are recorded in our Bible as Philippians, Thessalonians. Those are letters written to those churches in those places. And if the churches hadn't been founded, it stands to reason we wouldn't have those books in our Bible today. And so there would be no Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We wouldn't have Philippians 4.4 that says simply rejoice, and again I say rejoice. A lot of the Psalms talk about rejoicing, but not quite in those words. That's, that's from Philippians. And perhaps if Paul had been afraid to go here to Macedonia he would not have traveled even further west to found churches in Corinth or like way over there in Rome, which was in Italy. Some people call Macedonia the gateway to Europe in those days. At that point, Christianity, it was just kind of in the Middle East over in the Asian continent over here. By going to Macedonia, um, Paul was spreading the news west. He was sharing the news with a whole different continent This is a big deal that he was willing to follow God's lead and go to a different, unknown place. I don't want to give too much credit to Paul here because he's just one person. I don't want to suggest that he could have made or break, you know, it was a make or break with the entire church just with Paul. God might have found some other way to accomplish the task at hand, but man, it was a good thing that Paul said yes. And it makes a difference today when we say yes. And we accept that call from the Holy Spirit to do those things that challenge us, that push us out of our comfort zone. The Holy Spirit often asks us to do challenging, terrifying, difficult things. Things that will help other people, that will help share the good news, that might not benefit us, but benefit the world and benefit those around us for the sake of of God in this world. Some of the scariest things we're called to do are to fulfill those vows that we make when a child is baptized or when an adult is baptized, that we're going to fight injustice, that we're going to fight oppression, that we're going to fight all the bad stuff that's out there in the world. That's difficult, and yet we do it because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're empowered by God's Spirit, and God is with us. And so we say, Praise the Spirit. Praise the Holy Spirit. 
I know this church is in the midst of some changes as well. We've got all these renovations going on over here, and I know that you've been in conversation about those renovations for many years, at least officially since 2011 on the books, uh, but probably unofficially maybe even before that. And I have to believe that the Holy Spirit has been at work in those conversations and at work in following that vision together as a church Because you don't take on that kind of project unless God is leading the way, unless God is setting the stage for ministry and mission so that more families with children can be impacted, so that more people in need can be served, so that more people can hear the good news that is the hope of the resurrection because of what is happening here in this church. We know that new people who are not yet in this congregation are going to encounter God because of the work that's happening here, because of the movement of the Holy Spirit that's happening here. And that's exciting to be a part of. It's exciting to be a part of. The Holy Spirit encourages us individually as well, not just as a congregation. For me, the Holy Spirit most often appears as a source of encouragement or challenge to do the things that scare me or make me uncomfortable. And I figure if Paul can face his fears by the power of the Holy Spirit and go all the way over to Macedonia and then later on to Rome, well, hey, I could probably face my fears. You can face your fears. I don't mean to suggest that facing our fears is going to wind us on an easy road because we know that's not true. Paul, he goes over to Macedonia. He winds up getting arrested. He winds up getting beaten. He winds up getting thrown into prison. So it's not all easy when we sign up to follow God. I wish it were, but it can be difficult. But we know that when we do follow God, good things happen in spite of those bad things that also might happen. We find seeds of hope. We find threads of grace. We find reasons to celebrate when we follow the leading of God's Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a little bit scary, a little bit challenging, always exciting, and always worth it. And so, as we're talking about all these things, I want you to think about when the last time is that you did something that really scared you, that really pushed you outside your comfort zone and challenged you. When's the last time you followed God's lead? on something in your life? When's the last time you sat and really listened for God's voice and what God might be asking you to do, both in a big sense and maybe even in a day-to-day small kind of sense? For me, I know sometimes it goes a little too long before I do some of these things. So I think it's good for us to reflect as a congregation. This week, May we be listening for God's Holy Spirit. May we not be afraid to face the things that scare us. And may we be ready and expecting to hear the call of God. And may we praise the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.